Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Chris Ruffalo, and it is Monday, September 5th, 2022, here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. I'll say it once. I'll say it probably several times throughout the show. We have an issue with the credits of the premium picks. If you are due credits, you will definitely get them. I think if you bought Chris's picks or Ron's picks, they won everything. So you don't have to worry about it. It's my pick. That's uh, we're talking about. So, um, yeah, you will get your credits. It's just um, there's an issue with the system. We know about it. The tech team is working on it. So, you know, it will be fixed and you will get your credits. Um, hopefully it's fixed shortly. But I've gotten ton. I've gotten all your emails. I've responded to everyone that sent them. I've been hitting the message. Chris, how is the weekend so far? Uh, you know, another another weekend in the books. A great baseball uh, weekend, but uh, college football was a little bit tough. And I had the over personally in that uh, that LSU game last night, and uh, my heart, needless to say, was broken. <laughs> yeah, it's it was a it was a tough one um, last night for the overs. Um, and uh, you know, it it happens. You know. It was like I think when they I think it's you take the the extra point and um, you know it's foregone conclusion, um, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, it's not such a foregone conclusion. So we're it's almost in the books, you know, the season. Of course, we'll do our college football show probably tomorrow, but um, just have to figure out when. Probably tomorrow afternoon, early afternoon, if you can do it, but. Um, you know, what what are the biggest surprises to you so far for this college football weekend? And what are like some things that you kind of got in your hip pocket here? Well, I mean, just I wouldn't say necessarily surprise, but just seeing some of how, like, well, at least from a betting perspective, how big some of these lines have been already. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you were going to expect to see a forty-two point line with Alabama, but. You know, seeing Texas, you know, 38 point fear. I, I mean, I, I get it. It's, you know, these big teams against these smaller teams. But I think you were always going to see it. But from a team perspective, um, I thought we were going to see more from Oregon in that spotlight game. Um, that that stands out to me right away. Um, I'm just going through the, uh, just going through the, the like the score. Worst loss. Worst loss. Navy to James Madison or, um, or was it Navy lost to Delaware, right? Yeah. And Charlotte lost to James Madison. So we had some FCSs beat FBSs this weekend. Navy, I think, was the one that kind of really flew under the radar. The thing is, with Navy, um, I, we can't even bash them in our videos or anything, you know? It's like, Tem- Temple to Duke? Yeah, well, I mean, you know. <laughs> Just for what we thought Duke was, I know that I think we at least thought there may be a little bit more of a fight from, from, um, from first from, game to from, second from game. You, generally, there's not a lot to work with at that point, but I think we have some things that we saw, you know, because like North Carolina, we saw them give up the 24 points against Florida AM, and then here they are giving up 61 against App State, and you know. Now, um, you know, there's seven and a half point favorites against Georgia State. You know, it's, uh, you get lost in the May, 
mayhem or do you uh, realize this is a team that can't tackle? A little bit of A, a little bit of B. No, mostly, mostly the latter. Um, I think it's just, I think it's going to be a work. Obviously, this North Carolina defense is going to be a work in progress, and they're going to have to fix whatever issues that they're having before getting into uh, ACC play. I haven't, I haven't looked at the long term schedule for North Carolina, but I'm assuming, you know, a game against NC State, they could get shredded. We got to see how Pitt really uh, shapes up. A Pitt could take him to the woodshed as well. Um, I don't know. I, I, if we're going to add on to the disappointing performances, I think you could put Iowa in there. I mean, I, I know I had I had South Dakota State in that game, but uh, I don't think so, man. I, I think, think Iowa plays the the tougher of the FCS schools every year. They play North Dakota State. I mean, they they play the tough ones. South Dakota State, if they're in the championship of that FCS, is anyone surprised? I mean, I, I don't. I really don't think so. I don't think there's. I think that a lot of those guys. The, we see these FCS guys, um, you know, at the high level FCS schools in the NFL all the time. And in fact, we've seen two FCS quarterbacks taken top five in the last three or four years. So I mean, I, I don't. I don't necessarily think. I think a lot of guys go there because they could play at other programs, but here they definitely know they can play and it doesn't matter anymore. You know, it's like, if you can play, you're going to play in the NFL and they know that. What's your biggest, what's the biggest overreaction you think coming out of week one? Biggest overreaction out of week one. Um, I don't know. Let me see. I would say, um, I would say Iowa against South <laughs> South Dakota State. Um, you know, it wasn't like they played South Dakota. You know, South Dakota State, much much better team. I thought that um, the places where people missed or were off by the most was um, Louisville against Syracuse. I thought, you know, we talked about it before the game. Then you talked me one way. I talked to the other. I talked you on to the winner, and you talked me on to the loser. Um, I think we forgot just how bad Bo Nix is. He will not be named. It will be the last time we say his name on this show. I thought other than that, I thought a lot of it went to script, but a lot of things, are thought, our suspicions were confirmed. I think in Maryland, our, our thoughts of, of the defense there were confirmed again. And now Maryland plays Charlotte, you know. So, I mean, this, this, they could put 100 on them if they apply themselves. <laughs> Anything less than 50 will be a disappointment. The best games were Liberty, Southern Miss, last night's game. I thought last night's game was really good because while it, while it was somewhat of a muck around, I thought that um, the refs didn't get involved to the point where it changed the yeah. game, and which makes yeah. it a better game. I thought the App State-North Carolina game, of course, was exceptional. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's several of these overtime games. I hate that two-point overtime rule. I really, really hate that, and I hate Boise. <laughs> I hate Andy Alvalos, what he's done to our fine program. <laughs> I loved Boise for so long. I remember Chris Peterson with his ass kicking shirt. Yeah. Like Chris Peterson's got his ass kicking blue on. Maybe he comes back. That'd be that'd be an interesting development if he were if you were to do that. 
go back to the the glory days, Boise State. My guess is, um, my guess is they're working on it. My guess is they've certainly reached out. Yeah. Anything else? You think the Mac was a little bit overrated? In in some in some spots, yeah. But I think that you know definitely some of the there were a couple of surprises, not surprises, depending on how you look at it. I mean. Central Mission the first half and then Central Mission the second half against Oklahoma State. Two completely different teams and give me the second half of uh, Central Michigan all day. But I was really surprised just with how Ohio put the clamps down on FAU. FAU, you know, they were coming out gangbusters in the first half and then Ohio just found themselves. And, and for a defense that wasn't very good last year, really, you know, turned it on against FAU and, and like I said, held them, held them in check. So, Well, one thing we learned from that game um, – and that is Charlotte is really, really bad. I mean, that's really what what it is. It's yeah. like is that Charlotte is terrible. And I think Ohio versus Penn State is is a game that I'm looking forward to. Um, you know, on Saturday, I think it's I think it's going to be a better game than than people think. I think Manny Diaz is is thoroughly capable of creating holes in his own defense, and um, you know he 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 can get his team totally fired up. You know, as, as my my. My, you know, as a Miami fan, I'll give my Homer, you know, thing here. And I know they played Bethune-Cookman. I know the starting defense gave up points um, as well. So, you know, it's definitely part of, you know, not perfect. But um, Mario Cristobal was holding those guys accountable on the sideline. He didn't, like, just, you know, sit around and, like, say, all right, you take over, defensive coordinator, whatever. I'm going to, you know, manage the game that's going on the field. He went over there to his defense, and he's screaming at the top of his lungs about not being able to stop it, um, not being able to stop it, and um, not being able to stop it, and about a penalty that happened after the fact when the guy took the ball and spiked it on the ground on the turnover. And he went nuts. And what you saw in the, on the Miami sideline was, yeah, we're going to sing and dance and do all the Miami things, but we're going we're gonna to do all the right things first. And those are going to be celebrations of game wins. We're not going to celebrate every turnover with a turnover chain. We're not going to do any of those things. The turnover chain is gone in Miami. Um, I wonder if other schools will now eliminate it since they all jumped on it. But um, I know Alabama had the belt forever, but I really think that – I don't know if Miami has the players this year, the depth. We're going to find out next week um, against Texas A&M exactly. And I thought Texas A&M looked like a fraud again. I said it before the game. I thought they were going to be a fraud, and they looked like a fraud in the game. In fact, I gave out an FCS parlay, three-team parlay on Saturday. They all hit. Right, those all hit. I think they gave a four teamer. I think they all hit. We had um, the FCS did itself proud. The better teams, you know, Sam Houston covered against Texas A and M. Elon covered against Vandy. Was uh, Sam Houston getting in that game 30... 35. Okay, yeah, thirty five and a half. If you played your cards right, yeah. I teased it down to thirty three and a half. Got an extra payout on that thing. Cried like a little girl when it started raining. And I thought they were going to cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> they can't do that. <laughs> Tell them to stop. 
I knew this guy that used to take his l- losing horse tickets to the window and claim that they had made a mistake on his ticket. <laughs> you know, it's like it's the biggest loser. It's like what a loser move. You just take your losses and you move on. You know. Anyways, we've got Georgia Tech and Clemson tonight. This is um, a game that if it was on a if it was on a college football Saturday, this would not make um, my my big tv it might not make my tvs at all and you guys know i have tons of tvs right so um it probably wouldn't it would be on the acc network i mean this would, is not a good game chris um initial thoughts on this thing you have a premium or anything going on it no i don't i, I i'm with you this wasn't one of my this isn't a, a well necessarily a spotlight why game you know why you look at this game and you think of monday night and you think why not ohio state notre dame yeah yeah exactly yeah i i, I don't know i i think they're trying to just so, sort of resurrect clemson's rep, like reputation for you know being those big like you know the team that shines under the big the big lights but if you're gonna do that i wouldn't necessarily put georgia tech on the other side but you know I, I went back and forth on this game, and I think I'm just not a fan of that number with uh, with Clemson. I, I think I like the under more here. Um, I don't expect Clemson to run away with this game. I probably expect him to hang 27, 28 points on uh, on Georgia Tech. I maybe expect uh, Georgia Tech to get a touchdown here, but I, I think this one struggles to get to 40 points, let alone into the high 40s and into the 50s. So I think I like the under the best here. Didn't really like either side in this one because I think you could make the case either way. You know, I just think that, um, I don't know. You know, it's like, it's just such a bad game. Um, it's just so bad, you know? It's like, I don't even understand it. I just, it's like, why would you put this game as the game, you know? I mean, why would you make this the game? I just, yuck. I mean, Clemson has no quarterback, right? I mean, they still have no quarterback. And, um, you know, Georgia Tech still stinks. So, I don't understand it. I have no idea. I think this I think this game had, what, like 22 points last year? And, and the majority of the same pieces are still in the mix. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's going to be that much of a better game. At all of a sudden, it deserves to be deserves to be the spotlight game on a Monday night. Yeah, I I don't understand where they're going with this. You know, what's the point? Is that on ESPN or it's on ABC? I think it's on ESPN. I mean, yeah, it's got to be. I mean, it's got to be. What a stinker, man! Anyone that anyone that tells you it's not is, uh, I mean. I, I'm not saying that, you know, you throw in the points, whatever, you know, maybe maybe you get some here. I'm going with the under. How about you? Yeah, I'm on the under, too. I Like I said, I think the struggle is to get to 40 points. I, I, and by the way, it is on ESPN, so. All right. Well, I saw this background for you, so I decided to, to take a picture of it. So um, I saw it at the store. And I was like, I'm going to make this Rufalo's background today. <laughs> Just so that everybody can see those the marshmallow clusters. Yeah, I just don't know how you um how you how you crop the the back. I'm trying to fix it to see if I can get it to um 
see how I can get it to uh, to work. Anyways, can't I? I usually, can't. There, usually, there's a little screen there that you can drag and drop it. Yeah, uh, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's okay. But uh, yeah, I saw this. I was at um, Target yesterday, and I saw this. And I said, "I'm going to make Ruffalo. I'm going to replace the Leprechaun with um, <laughs> with Ruffalo and see if it works." I think I needed to take it this way, you know, sideways. Okay, just for the record, if we do that, that's probably going to be my new capper picture at Pink Dogs. What, I was like, marshmallow clusters? What is that? It's a cluster of marshmallows. Don't tease me. Anyways, go to today's Major League Baseball card. Not even a full card here for uh, Labor Day. Ridiculous. Truly a sport that doesn't get it. The Mets game, I believe, is a scratch. I'll have to double check. We'll double check the Mets game. Be a doubleheader tomorrow? I have no idea. Everyone's saying, yes, it is a scratch. All right, so we'll skip it. In that case, we won't go even go over it. We'll go over it twice tomorrow. All right, I'm good. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Make it a winning day. Um, can't I can't find my odds to confirm this. Here we go. I'm seeing it straight from the Pirates' Twitter. Oh, well, <laughs> if you read it on the Internet, it must be true. Yep, I see it. Okay, so we'll skip that one. Orioles against the Blue Jays. Got Mike Bauman against Kevin Gausman. Uh, we all know how Kevin Gausman pitches in Baltimore. I like the over, Chris. I think it's going to be bombs away. Um, yeah, Bauman and Gausman. Yikes. Um, I could I could see this one sailing over. Well, how about you? Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I, I think this one's headed for an over. You know, Gosman, he did have, he did allow only three runs and three hits in his only start against Baltimore this season. But you're starting to see him get uh, get tagged a little bit more. He's allowed four runs or more in uh, starts in August. And uh, I think, you know, this is just one where the bats come out to play. Or sorry, that was Jose Barrios, excuse me. Um, but Kevin Gosman, you're still seeing him get tagged. You know, t- teams are starting to hit his splitter. And Mike Bauman, I, I, uh, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to go with the over in both games of this uh, this doubleheader, to be honest. Well, got double baseball. I think that um, Lyles is actually pitched pretty well. I think um, you know Barrios on the road is just straight ass, though. Um, what do you, what do you think of um, do both games here for Orioles? Uh, Jays. Yeah, like I said, I, I think I'm going to go over in both of these games. You know, like I said, Gosman and uh, Bauman in game one, because the teams are trying to hit Gosman's splitter. And 
you know, it always just seems like he, he has these games, especially more so lately, where you blink and he's given up five runs in three or four innings. And I think that could happen here again. The Baltimore Orioles starting to get desperate, needing to pick up wins. And this is a chance where they could pick up on a game on a team they're chasing. So uh, I expect Baltimore to come up firing in both of these games. But the Blue Jays offenses has really been picking it up lately as well. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I expect both these games to probably hit double digits. So I like the over in both games. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the over in both these as well. And um, probably like the Orioles in the second game. We go to our next game. It's the Yankees and the Twinkies. Um, this is just a crappy, crappy matchup here. Um, I don't know, man. It's just... It's not, I, I know sometimes on these Monday shows, I'm not inspired. Let's just say the schedule is not helping me, right? It's like, <laughs> throw me a bone here, um, you know, but uh, we're just not seeing it. What do you think of this one, Chris? The Yankees, Twins, I mean, this one is the trend, um, the trend follower's dream, right? I mean, every trend in the world in, the, in this one, if you're, this, where's Rod Zawacki? Is he, is, he, is he watching Rod? Because we'll bring you on the show just to talk about the trends on this game. I, I would like to just have Rod on the screen talk about the trends on this game. Then he can go. You know, <laughs> like you can go do whatever that you, you need to do. We just need you for like twenty seconds here to just discuss the trends on the Yankees Twins game. Because uh, my God. <laughs> What do you think, Chris? Uh, man, I'm, I'm starting to look at all these trends that you're talking about. It's just, oh boy. But uh, you know what? I am going to go with the, the value here. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Twins. I Again, I just don't want any part of the Yankees. I know that you're they, on uh, crack, they, man. You are on crack. <laughs> I might be, but... Again, it's just, it's for me, it's... Do you not watch my seven free picks? I mean, it only takes five minutes. <laughs> Seriously, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I I put the good. Oh, so the Yankees sixteen and one in their last seventeen at home versus the Minnesota Twins. Sixteen and one in their last seventeen at home. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I do know. Uh, let me let me let me let me tell you, Chris. If you don't know, I do know. <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> now you know. It's, it's for me, it's just, I don't know. I saw the Yankees almost fall apart last night or yesterday in, in their series finale. And again, there's a reason this game didn't make my my premium list. I just think the Minnesota Twins, you know, they need to try to get any win that they can. And Jamison Tyone has, has really started to fall apart in the second half of the season. Granted, it's Chris Archer at Yankee Stadium, so it's not necessarily uh you know, an ideal spot to be. And like I said, there's a reason this game did not make my premium list. It's probably not uh, anything I'm going to go anywhere near today. But uh, if I were if I were to put a, a couple bucks on it, I would put a couple bucks on the Minnesota Twins just for value. But the trends are damning. You're right. Damning? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not falling for it. I'm taking the Yankees all day and twice on Labor Day. It's like, it doesn't even make sense. You know, 16 and 1. Show me different, and then maybe I'll consider it. But to me, it sounds like you go to Yankee Stadium, and it's like, you know, you could fill up on the hot dogs or something. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Don't tempt me with filling up on hot dogs. I'll do it. All right. Oh, boy. I'm adding two new handicappers to the website for those that are interested. It's um, two guys that actually have been writing at Pick Dogs doing free picks. So it's a good way to get into handicapping and also to let me know that you that I know that you know that I know, you know, that you're capable of, of doing the grind even on the tough days. Both these guys are really good. All right. What do you think, Chris, with David and Clay coming on board? Yeah, there. I know we we've seen that, or at least you and I have seen that. Clay can, Clay can do this. We've seen him do some some videos in there as well. I know David also has a long history of. We're definitely great additions, and like you said, writing as many games as we do, you know, you can handle it. Handle and you know that they know these teams inside and out. They're not going to be, exactly. you know, it's like these guys know their stuff. I mean, they know, know, know their stuff. So I'm excited to have them on board. Any of the guys that we brought on that from the writers, from the free, onto the handicapping side have all done well, including Chris. Chris yeah, can do one of the things it. I take pride in. It's Chris. one of the things I take pride in is just knowing these, uh, knowing these teams like the back of my hand. It, it just comes with time and just, and just doing, you know, X number of articles a year in, in, in each sport. So. It, like I said, if if you want to get it, or like sorry, I should say like Mitch said, if you want to get into handicapping, a great way to start is, you know, doing the writing, doing the yeah. pick or free pick previews. Because anyone's anyone can pick. <laughs> even the best pickers have cold streaks. Even the coldest pickers have hot streaks. But um, when it comes to um, you know the grind and the write ups and everything else, there's a little bit more to it. That's for sure. What else we got? I'm excited to see what those guys can do, though. We've got the Rockies and the Brewers. Ryan Feltner with a day job um, with the Rockies up against Adrian Hauser. Any uh, anything here? Cite you, Chris? You know when I well yesterday when I did my video it was it was Freddie Peralta, um, but now I'm I'm seeing you know Adrian Hauser slid into this spot. And as he does, yeah, as as he normally does, he likes <laughs> to take the shine away from some of the other pitchers in the rotation. Um, but no I, one I slides he... into the spot like Hauser. <laughs> mm. Oh man, Adrian Hauser, he he really struggled in his return from the injured list uh, against the Dodgers. Then had his had a, uh, a a start skipped in the rotation, and now you know you go to Coors Field where you know I hate always taking that narrative that the game's going to fly over because the game's at Coors, but this is a pitching matchup that I think is primed for an over. I said Adrian Hauser on the road against the Dodgers last time out, five runs, two and a third innings, and we all know what Ryan Feltner's capable of. He has a 6.62 ERA in his last uh, last seven starts and uh, kind of struggled in the month of August, gave up at least three runs in five of the six starts, so I think this one's headed for an over. You got to say that Feltner's ERA is just slightly overstated because he does pitch at Coors. He also sucks um, <laughs> on top of that part of the problem. I'm with you on the over in this thing. I also like the Brewers. I just think, you know, the Rockies, uh, it's been a, the Rockies and the Rangers should just play each other, you know, for half the games this season. 
probably be a lot pretty exciting. But they both remind me very much of one another. Yeah. Got the Rays and the Red Sox. The Rays did not win yesterday. I gave Zawacki the laugh track on the show, and uh, he got the last laugh on me. It was the Yankees 2-1, to one, Aaron Judge with the home run. The Rays never quit. I mean, they had a chance in the ninth inning. They, they didn't get it done. But Louis Patino on the mound against Michael Waka. Walk on the road, Chris. He's uh, one of your favorite uh, drinks. <laughs> Bartender, give me a walk on the road. <laughs> and that uh, one will just kick me out of the bar and say, take a walk up. But uh, yeah, no, I, <laughs> if he's at home, walk is good for an under, but it's kind. It's hard to ignore his 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 road numbers this year. A five and zero record, still a decent three point two six ERA across nine starts. If it was another pitcher other than Luis Patino, I would make the case strongly for the Rays. But I don't know. I, I just haven't been a Patino fan this season. He's uh, and that was even a, a couple of weeks ago. So I'll go with with uh, the Red Sox. It's on fire right now, and I think they pick up another key win in the wild card race. What are you selling today at Pick Dogs? Let me see. I got my uh, fifteen dollar pickoff play. Hit five in a row with uh with our with our win yesterday, going for six in a row and uh, going for eight of not eight of our last nine. Going to keep that going. That fifteen dollar play part of my uh, Monday Magic MLB three pack for forty bucks. Pick dogs premium and use that promo code win fifteen for anything daily or even something long term. Get the best bang for your buck. All right, bang for your buck. I have my fifteen dollar big play out there. Um, like I said, um, a lot of people waiting on credit and. I'm staying in touch with the tech team, you know, throughout the show. If you see me like looking to the side and clicking on stuff, that's what I'm doing. I'm waiting to see if I have any kind of update from these guys. Could also have my phone here so we could call them um, if we need to. For an interesting segue segment. <laughs> Let's go to the Call to the Tech Guys, sponsored by. We could. We should call them up, put them on. You could. <laughs> you could plug this into the soundboard. You know, I have a thing. You know, my videos, my sound is all messed up. I sent Romanelli my old mic that I had with like all the hookups yeah. to it, and then like yeah. I usually use the lab mic on the on those videos and then all of a sudden like the mic stopped working i did like all these videos and with no sound it's like chris knows like some days like man you do like 20 videos it's like no sound you got to go do them all again it's like oh my god the amount of profanity i've screamed when that's happened yeah so like i'm changing the studio setup here um i'm not going to use a lab anymore that's going to solve the problem. But the, all the stuff that I sent to Romanelli is like all the stuff I had to go buy again to set it up. Of course, like two days later, you know. It's Murphy's Law. Uh, it's all right, though. <laughs> I, Romanelli does a great job. He, he'll yeah. he'll do fine with it. And I get to buy new stuff. Um, <laughs> got the Cardinals taking on the Nationals. Now, Jack Flaherty on the mound here. The Cards sure could use him for the postseason. Well, we haven't said there's definitely not going to be a capper competition. We haven't said that. We haven't said that at all. 
I haven't said, I, I said I was leaning against, but stranger things have happened. I need to talk to my tech team and make sure that we can do it electronically. What I don't want to happen is last year when Joe Madden promises me that she's going to grade the contest and 10 days in, she tells me she hasn't done anything. And then, you know, I have to go find, scramble and hire people to grade the contest and all the people in the contest don't have their grades and we don't know who's winning, who's losing, all those different things and everybody wants to know. And the whole idea is that I don't really have time to run the contest because I'm running the business. You know, we have 85 people. It's like, you know, with payroll, all those things that a normal company has. And, um, you know, plus all these other projects, I mean, that, that nobody sees. So it's like when I count on other people to do things and then they don't do them and then I have to scramble to do it. So in order to run the capper contest, there's a lot of pieces that need to be into place, you know, to grade them. Yeah, Jay Briggs, you're not going to be the new guy forever. You know the shiny new toy anymore. Yeah, but we'll we'll treat you as such. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Jay. <laughs> we'll still treat you like the new guy. <laughs> Takes about a year. Bug found with the API. Please hold off verifying things for a bit. We need to identify all the credit refunds that happened between September fourth, eight fifteen p.m. Okay. <laughs> So there's an update from the uh, tech team, and they're, they've identified it. They have it. They just need to um, – they just need – they have, like, a set um, – a time where the credits stopped working. So they just need to go from there forward. Will be solved soon. And in the tech world, well, that could be five to seven business days. But the, our guys know the urgency of this, so they will get it to you very, very shortly. And with that Mets game being canceled – well, you're all in business. Back to Jack Flaherty. If he could contribute to this Cardinals team, they'll be a hell of a lot better. Cardinals have a lot of guys like this, you know. Um, Anibal Sanchez. I don't know, Chris. Um, he's pitched decently in spots. We won some money off him, you know. Yeah. It's actually the team, even though he's got three no decisions and a win in his last four starts, the team's won those last four. It's vintage Anibal. Yeah, but uh, I'm still sticking with the Cardinals here. You know, I, I think the Cardinals are just a better team. And, you know, if he can stay healthy, we've seen he's fully capable of being the ace of this Cardinals rotation. And, yeah, Annabelle Sanchez has pitched well, and the Washington Nationals have suddenly won <clears throat> six of their last ten games, but still the Washington Nationals for me. I think the Cardinals just a better team top to bottom, and they already got to Sanchez once this season. I think he gave up six runs in five innings, and uh, I think they could get to get to Sanchez again here, so I like the Cardinals on the run line. I'm telling you, like those early 2000 um, Florida, Miami, Florida Marlins teams were off the chain. You know, and yeah. Anibal Sanchez, you know, was just one of those guys that was on that team. I think that was the year, I think 2006, his first year, was the year that, um, it was the year that um, Miggy finally got to start. Batted fifth. Yeah, Miggy finally got to start that year. And Han they traded low to the Red Sox. 
and so Miggy got to start, and then Hanley Ramirez, remember him? He yeah. was he was the shortstop on that team. I mean, the Marlins have had some great guys. You look at the at the pitchers. I mean, it's Annabelle, Josh Johnson. You know, pretty pretty filthy stuff here. Yasmiro Petit, <laughs> Matt Hurges. I mean, he was in the league forever. Mark Burley, king of the two-hour game. Carlos Martinez. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice little team. And of course, Dontrell Willis. I don't know, man. I think the Cardinals are just rolling. They just, um, they love to beat the bad teams. So, um, no reason why they don't do so here. Because you're still thinking about those marshmallow clusters? What exactly makes up the marshmallow cluster on those Lucky Charms? I don't know, but I'm willing to do research to find out. I saw that, and I was like, "Do I?" Bu-? My wife was like, "I'm like, I'm going to buy these to to have them on the show and eat the. I'm going to eat a bowl of cereal on the show." She's like, "If you bring that in the house, you know, because it's crack, right?" <laughs> Just blame it on me. That's what everybody else does. Lucky Charms marshmallow clusters, four stars. Oh, but it, why didn't it get five? More because it what has more satisfying clusters and marshmallow flavor. It's a perfect on the go snack. <laughs> Are Lucky Charms marshmallows real marshmallows? Sugar, modified cornstarch, corn syrup, dextrose, gelatin, calcium, carbonate. Nice. <laughs> it's a good combination. <laughs> it's like a Centrum pill all in one. Oh, you know what? The, you know what they are the marsh. So the marshmallow clusters are basically. Listen to this. Listen, someone's a freaking genius out there. This is the company that has their crap together. Okay, this is a company that doesn't just sit there and say, "All right." We've got a good product here. We're going to stay packed. Listen to this, Chris. I figured I got it. I got the innovation info. station. No, this is this is this is off the chain. Someone is someone is someone is, someone is a genius. We should find out who did this and get them to work at Pick Dogs. It's Rice Krispie treats inside the the Lucky Charms. So you have the regular marshmallows. You got Rice Krispie treats, and then the regular Lucky Charms cereal. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, oh man, screw it. I'm on board. Let's yeah, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. The lucky charms of marshmallows have pork in them. I don't think so. <laughs> well, that's what they're saying. The gelatin is the gelatin's pork. Yeah, don't it's I, I'm guessing that's what it is. I don't think so. Got the White Sox and the Mariners, Marco Gonzalez and Lance Lynn. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I, I was trying to find an angle for this one to uh, to put it on the premium list, but I like the under in this one. Um, this is this is a a quick turnaround for Seattle, mainly because they, they had the game finish late last night after it was supposed to be an afternoon start, but a lengthy rain delay pushed it to a late finish, and now they got to travel back. You know, from uh, from Cleveland to Seattle for this one, and 
I think you're just going to see some tired arms, tired legs. But Lance Lynn, you know, he's done a good job keeping bats in check lately. And Marco Gonzalez, I've said it before, he's a gamer. I like watching him pitch. He always pitches the same same intensity as if he's up five runs or down five runs. And I think this is going to be a, a bit of a pitcher's duel. So I like this to be an under first to three wins this game. So I was texting with Romanelli um, during the game. He had... Um, He had um, the Mariners were his top play of the day, his uh, rundown play. So, like you know, I'm re- you know, we all root for each other and root each other on, and everyone knows my song, you know, when, <laughs> that I sing. So, I said, um, I said, so the the Mariners had scored the one, one run. So I write here, another hit would be nice, and then the guy hits the home run, and I said. Bun bun like a boss. <laughs> you could see dwarf bunny eats a garbage bag full of basil. How does the, how does the, how does the bunny eat a garbage bag full of basil? He's the fattest rabbit in Wailuku. So those of you that don't know, I have a song that I sing when I'm losing and I, or I need a big play. It's the bun bun song. I wrote it myself. I still remember getting the video. I don't remember which football game it was last year, but it was, I think it was, was like an outright money line. Or it was just like a massive, massive game. And oh, it was a bolt. No, it was the coastal game. I remember it was coastal Carolina. They got the interception and got the pick yeah. six and we needed yeah. it like for the cover. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> and I just got a video of you shouting and we're talking voice cracking, <laughs> shouting, <laughs> And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And I turned the game back on. I saw the score. I was like, okay, we're good. <laughs> Those are the games I love. So I like, um, you know, I think the White Sox here, even with Lance Lynn going against the Mariners, I think have a big edge because, like what Chris said, that game was 10 hours plus. It wasn't like they got to go back to the hotel and hang out and you know, all of a sudden they play again or whatever. It's like they're at the stadium for 10 hours plus. I mean, they're thinking they're going to get out of town at 4 o'clock. You know, three thirty, four o'clock. They're getting out of town. It's it's midnight or beyond. You know, yeah. not fun. We've all we've all been there. I love when flights. Like when I lived in Chicago and I was going to Kauai for vacation, and like my flight got delayed like two days. It's like, oh, they act like it's no big deal. It's like I'm paying for a hotel, like. 800 a night, you know, more than that, you know, 1200 a night, quiet, free room service. Yeah. What up? They certainly don't reimburse you. Well, now they do. Everybody pushes for compensation whenever you're delayed more than four hours. I think it is. You're entitled to like compensation. <laughs> it's kind of like, um, kind of like Kramer and Seinfeld. It's like, we can either give you the money or Lucky Charms Marshmallow Cluster. <laughs> I have to tell you, the secret is that I found is that if you travel in cities like Vegas or something where they have the um, American Express Airport Lounge, very, very nice um, feature there. Kind of can hang out. and You know, they got everything going on in there. Mm. Any American Express or just a specialized? You got to have the platinum. Business uh, platinum. It's like, that's what I have. 
like platinum and they let you in. It's like oh. they have the chefs preparing meals and they have full up boat and bar, like everything, you know. I've been to like full dessert bars, so, you know, caught baristas, masseuse. You could take a shower there. They got everything. It's like you come out and you walk around in your towel. <laughs> <laughs> you get to the gate and I'm wearing a robe. There's always like the one guy talking on his cell phone with the speaker on, you know? Like it's like, it's like we all want to hear your conversation, you know? It's like, why do people do that? It's like walk around and it's like you have cell phone on speaker having the conversation. You just see you see the water trail from the from the lounge to the gate. It's just a guy in a towel. The towel's around his neck and he's just carrying his laptop bag. It's like my whole pooping on a plane bit. <laughs> Padres versus Diamondbacks. Ryan Nelson getting the start now for um the D backs up against Blake Snell. It was originally Tommy Kelly, I believe. Listed here. Let's see yesterday. What do you think? Uh, speaking of pooping on a plane, I'm, I'm looking at the. Uh, I think I'm looking at the over here. I'll lean towards the Padres, but I don't. I don't love it mainly because of how hot Arizona's been. But I don't know what it, what to expect from Ryan Nelson in his debut. I'm just trying to pull up his minor league numbers here. Triple A this season, ten and five with a five point four three ERA, and. Uh, you know, as much as I hate the Padres, Blake Snell had been pitching a lot better this month. He's coming off of six shutout innings in his last start. Um, so I would lean towards the Padres, but I think maybe go with the over in this one. I think uh, the Diamondbacks continue their hot hitting, get a few off of Snell, and I expect uh, the Padres to give Nelson a, a, a warm welcome, so to speak, to the other uh, major leagues. Yeah, I I like I like the um, Diamondbacks here. This team is just really really hot, so I'm going to uh, continue to stick with them. You know, a few um, weeks ago, Madison Bumgarner came out and talked about that Padres pitching staff. Chris and I talked about it on this show, and since then, they've been absolutely on fire. I'm just going to ride it. Um, the Padres coming off an emotional series against the Dodgers, and not it wasn't all good emotions either. Kind of came undone. I. I even took the Padres yesterday. I think it was that kind of day for me. Astros against the Rangers. This is interesting. Martin Perez got lit up by the Astros the last time they played. And Hunter Brown, another first-time starter. Um, 2.25 ERA in the minors, but a lot of walks. (laughs) A lot of walks. Yeah, I'm still gonna stick with the uh, still gonna stick with the um, the uh, the Houston Astros here. You know, I just think that you know um, Hunter Brown, the top prospect in Houston's rotation, was pitching very well in the minor leagues this season in, for Sugarland AAA, nine and four at two point. Sugarland just sounds like a like a good place. <laughs> like a. Like a good place to go get a bowl of cereal. If you don't, if you don't eat your spinach, you're not going to Sugarland. <laughs> what about the bowl of marshmallow clusters? No, <laughs> that no, no, that's the teacup ride. It's the bowl of marshmallow clusters. Sugarland. I'm going to Sugarland. 
Could you imagine people say that after the Super Bowl? I'm going to Sugarland. Um, but yeah, no, the, the the Astros have gotten to Martin Perez, and as much as I liked backing Perez, especially on the road this season, I think this is just a bad spot against an Astros team that's had his number and is, you know, just trying to lock up uh, lock up the AOS, lock up potentially home field in the first round of the, or, sorry, throughout the uh, the AL uh, the AL playoffs into the World Series, so they get that far. So I, I like the Houston Astros here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join you. Kind of, kind of like the first five innings. They they really pounded Perez last time, so I think he'll probably battle a little better. So maybe the under first five, I think the under for the game. Speaking of unders, how about this one? Brady Singer against Tristan McKenzie in Kansas City. The Guardians been flat as a pancake. I thought they'd put away the uh, the Central, and boy, now the Twins have caught them. They're tied. And the okay. White Sox just a couple back. Brady Singer against Tristan McKenzie here. I, th- I think the tri- I think the Guardians are in trouble again. I, I do. What, how about you, Chris? Yeah, I think I think the Guardians were lucky to get to three runs yesterday. Personally, I think uh, you you look at the course of that uh, that five game losing streak. The prior four games, they had scored one run or less and been shut out three times. I think for Tristan McKenzie. Um, anything new to him this season a 3.18 era and a 9-11 sorry 9-11 record tells me that he doesn't get a ton of run support and you, you look at a lot of his starts and that's been the case and i think brady singer gonna hold the other guardians in check but i think tristan mckenzie gonna do everything he can to keep the guardians in this game i think this is another first to three wins kind of game if we even get that high i like the under a lot here yeah i i like the under a lot as well and i think i'm gonna go same game parlay with the uh, Royals. We got Jose Suarez up against Tyler Alexander. I don't care what you say about the Angels. I think they're fun to watch. Even yesterday losing, um, they were fun to watch. And I, I don't know. You know. I haven't been complimentary of the Angels over the years, but um, I don't think I've ever been more complimentary and enjoyed watching a team as with a record as bad as theirs, as much as I like watching this Angels team. I think for the first time in a long time, they're having fun and they're just loose and they're hitting a lot of home runs. And I could see if they can, if they really can get a couple pitchers in there, you know, that maybe this carries over to next season. I, I, you know, maybe Detmers and Otani and, you know, carry over. I, I mean, I don't know, you know, Berea. Not Berea. Not Berea. It will be Berea. <laughs> no, but uh, I agree. I, I think they're, they're missing maybe a couple other other bats as well. I know you have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and even, you know, Jared Walsh and stuff like that, but they can only do so much. I think you need to add a couple more pieces to give this batting order some, some more depth. And I'm with you. I start, a couple starting pitchers would also go a long way in this rotation. I'm, I'm with you. I'm still going to take the Angels here. Um, Jose Suarez, 4-3 and three in his last seven starts with a, a 3.35 ERA. And uh, he's given up three runs or less in each of his last six starts since the All-Star break. So pitching fairly well. And like, like we said, this is just this is still a uh, a uh, an Angels lineup that has Shohei Otani, has Mike Trout, and going against a, uh, a, a Tigers lineup. Still one of the worst offensive units in baseball. Can't produce a ton of runs. I think uh, the Angels get one here, so I, I like the Angels here. Yeah, I think, um, you know, when it comes to depth, you know, 
think of, the first thing that usually pops into your mind is Chris Ruffalo. If you're looking for some deep conversation, deep thoughts, and just you know, no shallow, superfluous uh, behavior. I always think, I wonder what Ruffalo is thinking. What if <laughs> they made Lucky Charms Rice Krispie Treats with the marshmallow clusters in there? It's like marshmallow on marshmallow. So if they made the Rice Krispie Treats, put the Lucky Charms marshmallows in as part of the Rice Krispie Treats. So add a, little, add a little color. Yeah. So like on St. Patrick's Day, would you have all clovers? Could you do like a St. Patrick's Day? That'd be a lot of work. Yeah, I know, but it's like, but you could have it like kind of like the way they do the Reese's, you know, like the pumpkins and the bats and all that stuff. Yeah. You could do... Um, a four-leaf clover of Rice Krispie treats with the Lucky Charms clovers in the thing. I and mean, I'm getting ahead of myself. I know. But no, these they are, already have, <laughs> I was going to say, they already have those Lucky Charms cereal bars. Someone beat me to it. <laughs> I'm going to get those. I'm going to send those to you with your Christmas, Bastards. Your Christmas basket. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah, Boo Berry's out. Frankenberry. Got Count Chocolate. Camping out at Target. Giants taking on the Dodgers. Dodgers minus two and a quarter in this thing. Logan Webb. How often do you see him at this big of a dog? Sometimes yeah. never. I like um I like Logan Webb and the Giants here. I'm I'm Andrew Heaney has kind of tailed off. You know, he started okay with the Dodgers. I even backed him in spots, but you can't back him here. I like the Giants. Yeah, I I think the Giants are where all the value is. So if I'm if I'm going on the side, I'll go with the uh, the Giants here. I might take a couple strikeout props here to be honest. I might go with Logan Webb, Andrew Heaney, and Andrew Heaney to go uh, over their strikeout props. You know, as much as I'm not a Heaney guy, he's been striking out a ton of batters his last seven starts, 47 strikeouts, just eight walks. And uh, you know, I think uh, I think Logan Webb can get a few strikeouts off of the uh, the Dodgers as well. He's only had. Uh, Five combined strikeouts against him this season, but I think this could be a bit of a pitcher's duel, and I think we could see a ton of swing and misses here. So I like the over in both strikeout props. All right, parlay time. What do you got? All right, well, for today, I will go with the over in both legs of the Blue Jays and Orioles and parlay that with the under 7.5 in uh, the Guardians-Royals game. I'm going to take the Angels... Parlay it up with the Royals, the over in um, well, not gonna give that. I'll take so I'll take those two, um, the Royals. I'll go Royals, Cardinals, Royals, Cardinals, Angels, and you won't get paid until Saturday with Texas. I mean with Alabama minus the twenty and a half against Texas, <laughs> which is gonna be my ongoing theme. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a leg in every parlay. I think you could lay up to twenty seven and a half there and feel and sleep easy. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you, and of course, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>